Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate. Demons bliss out. Dr. Black, come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true. It's real. Financial bosses? God put those here to test our faith. That damn lie. I, I saw them on my own eye. Did I accuse just... Drop sharp while I was away. We did illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast for part two. Welcome back, Eric Stone. Thank you so much for having me back, Mr. Rouse. I'm really curious about your intro. I love your intro. Where, what did you, what, tell me, tell me about it. Where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what theme I was going for. Just uh, random quotes I thought of in the, in the moment. Yeah, sounds great. I really like it. It sounds really, really, really oh, cool. well done. Thanks. So good, I'm glad, good job. I, glad, it, glad it sounds cool. So how have you been over the past few weeks? I've been good. I mean, a lot has, a lot has happened in the last few weeks. Uh, the whole, the whole GameStop Oof. stock thing went crazy. Which it was really, really interesting timing because like I, I started like getting like kind of obsessed with the stock market like to like in the beginning of January mm-hmm. and like was looking at Reddit for stock tips and shit. And uh, on like January 13th, I remember I posted something to Instagram and in my comment, I wrote GME with a yeah. rocket ship. And then like 14 days <laughs> later, it was like up 900% and shit's like the biggest story in the world. So that was kind of a weird, like surreal sort of surreal sort of thing i held on to it way too long oh did you (laughs) did not did not sell when i should have sold no sir no sir no sir i'm still learning Uh, it's yeah i mean you it's a tough it's a tough break me about it and i i kind of when you first brought it up to me i had no idea what to even make of it because i yeah i'm one of the many who look at all the stock market jargon and go okay maybe some other time and that's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't like that. But you have been willing to sit down with me at some point, kind of, kind of help me out, see what at least show me what you do. That would be cool because uh, yeah. I don't know if you'd give me the same advice as you would give last week of downloading the Robinhood app or not. Oh, absolutely, fucking not. No, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't. But you know, they make they make it more complicated. They they make it complicated as like a barrier to entry. I really yeah. feel like because it's like once once you understand like the basic concepts, it's not really that complicated. But uh, Robinhood did a really good job of dumbing it down and making it so that like just you know, my sister was using Robinhood, my brothers using. They'd never had any investment experience. Like Robinhood did a really great job of making it really easy for somebody with no investment experience whatsoever to just to just jump in really um but yeah then they they you know there was 
there was a short squeeze happening. And I personally believe that the short squeeze, so a short is when somebody says, I bet you that's going to go down. It's like making a bet. I bet you that stock's mm-hmm. going to go down. And um, so they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to say this much money says it's going to go down. And then if it doesn't go down, obviously they have to pay off their bet. Oh. Right. So there were so many people betting against GameStop that they actually would have had to buy more shares for, of GameStop than actually existed. So that, so that's called a short squeeze. It happened with Volkswagen in 2008. And it really just makes the, the price of the stock skyrocket because there's not enough shares and people who have the shares can say how much mm. they want for them and it's like four grand and like that's what everybody was saying is going to happen um so the price like shot up it was going up so fast and then then robin hood did not have enough capital to uh transact basically they didn't they didn't have the amount of money that they needed to handle right. the volume he was using it as supposedly like a, it was funny watching the ceo speak to newscasters and explain that exact thing but almost explain it as if a 13 year old is explaining to his parents how he crashed the car. Like, yeah, he did a really as shitty in job. Like, hey, this happened. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, oh, I could go to jail now. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, I didn't have enough money to. It's like, what am I? Yeah, he's oh definitely. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he's definitely going to lose his company. He he like he needed a soft touch and didn't have one whatsoever. And also, you know, when they when they first shut down trading, the the party line for Robinhood was we're doing it to protect people from themselves. It was like it, you know supposedly that's what the deal was. Um, and then it wasn't until like later that night, after an entire day of trading had halted on these on these uh, few stocks, and the price obviously tanked because nobody could buy them it's like serious serious like like uh malicious or intentional or not it's market exactly. manipulation it manipulated the market um and it wasn't until like later that night and the next day on the news that he was like well there's certain sec regulations and i saw him on yahoo news and the guy was like what sec person talked to you guys and told you that you needed to do this and he was like he should I mean, he should be a politician yeah, it was he, amazing. Didn't, he said he just, no like, i didn't. acted on my own behalf because i was protecting the company did he not yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Well, essentially, he I mean, I didn't hear him actually give an adequate answer no, to any no. question. He didn't really, really answer any of them. But yeah, it was just like it was something that we had to do. Firms do it all the time. It's in our terms of service that we're allowed to do it. But it it had such a massive, massive impact on on oh, just, dude. It was just like the short squeeze would have happened. The stock price probably would have gone up over a thousand, well over a thousand dollars well well over a thousand dollars but you know they put the kibosh on it and then you know mark cuban uh chatted with wall street bets the reddit forum where like it kind of all started and he's just like you know you guys are going to be able to do this again it's going to happen again just make sure that you have a broker that can cover that can cover all these stocks that you're trying right. to buy you know because robin hood wasn't the only one that shut down a lot of the retail investor like like weeble and you know a lot of those other a lot of them Frankly, a lot of them placed restrictions or completely limited the sale of stock, but Vanguard didn't, uh, Fidelity didn't, because they have trillions of dollars, so they can they could cover it. Um, TD Ameritrade, like, I think TD Ameritrade stopped the selling of options, but not stocks itself. That's who I went with is TD Ameritrade after, but that's just because I wanted my retirement there too. So it almost looks like everybody uh, else made it a little difficult. Robin Hood um, is is being is is obviously the biggest player in this in this pool uh the most popular especially with young people Mm -hmm. so now Mm -hmm. they're the only ones out in the front line getting you know 
<laughs> all their sins are being exposed or something or or they're yeah. left out to dry yeah. while these other companies perhaps are just aren't getting talked about as much i don't know yeah, it's a little bit of a scapegoat yeah. situation, but you know, I think it's, I feel like it's deserved because you know I saw the CEO from Weeble on the news that very day explaining exactly what was going on with the clearinghouses yeah. and stuff, um, and being very open and honest about that when Robinhood was still you know the last statement they put out was we're doing this to protect you from right. yourselves which is really kind of like a it's like honestly yeah, dude absolutely. fuck you because i could i if i wanted to i could put ten thousand dollars into robin hood and put all ten thousand dollars to say that amazon stock is going to go down by 60 percent in the next <laughs> week and they'll let right. me do that and like that's mental that's fucking insane that's never going to happen but they'll let me do that they don't give a shit you ain't protecting me myself from there but it's also difficult too because the, the gamestop the, the people that shorted gamestop the most was this it was a hedge fund called melvin mm -hmm. capital and melvin capital got a 2.75 billion dollar loan from citadel uh and citadel is citadel pays robin hood to push all of their transactions. So Robinhood is just like an app and they have to go, they have to deal with another company to buy and sell the stock. So they basically are a middleman and they go to Citadel and 80% of their revenue comes from Citadel. Meanwhile, Citadel has like a serious, serious financial interest in GameStop. So you put that together and people are like, okay, so you wouldn't allow us to, to you wouldn't allow us to buy GameStop and the price was skyrocketing and you stopped that the day after you took $2.75 billion from a company that stood to lose a shitload of money from the price of GameStop going up. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't end up being a good look. And, but I mean, I buy the clearinghouse regulations, like a certain amount of capital on hand. Like I buy that, I buy that completely, or I bought that <laughs> anyway. But you know, you see it, you see a news story yesterday that came out that JP Morgan, I believe it was, uh, did some research to see where all of the transactions were coming from for people buying and selling GameStop. And it was not retail investors. The majority of it was not retail investors coming from small apps. It was institutions. It was other hedge funds trying to right. fuck over other hedge uh, funds. Yeah, this is where the plot kind of thickens. And, uh, and this is kind of what I was uh, wanted to ask you about. Um, and I believe you, you mentioned, you commented on it on when I, I put it on Twitter, I believe something going on regarding uh kind of like a comparison to the event 201 situation here uh so do, are you familiar with the event 201 okay so no, event 201 no. um was a an event in october of 2019 what it was a uh pandemic preparedness exercise involving the WHO, mm -hmm. the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the CDC, uh, a number of other organizations and including international uh, mm -hmm. groups like China. And uh, basically it was an exercise, a live exercise to fake a pandemic that would happen to the world and what we would need to do and what kinds of things would occur during this pandemic and they went so far in to the role-playing world that they even you know created fake uh news outlets and stories about conspiracy theories starting to enter the news and stuff like that they they did the whole thing you can look it up and watch a lot of footage from it and it's basically exactly what's happening now and everything it's pretty crazy it's just you know check it out but um 
today I, I see something from Whitney Webb saying that uh, last year the World Economic Forum teamed up with the Russian government plus global banks to run a cyber attack simulation that targeted the financial industry, an actual event that would pave the way for a reset of the global economy. And yeah, that's super yeah, interesting. And the article is from Unlimited Hangout. Well, that's her website. I'll tell you that. Whitney Webb is, is two Bs, uh, is a good good news source to check out. She has, uh, has a lot of raw information, a lot of raw data. Um, but her her article is titled uh, "From Event 201 to Cyber Polygon." I guess that was the name of the simulation, the WEF simulation of a coming cyber pandemic. Now, I'm not saying this directly yeah. relates to this incident, but it is interesting that a lot more eyes, especially of the young, are now focused more on the stock market and the financial world than ever before. So if they wanted our attention mm -hmm. onto something specifically, they got it. And if they're looking for a way to kind of introduce an idea into the into the the world I, I don't know it seems fishy it seems creepy yeah but i could be just looking at it from yeah, one I mean, angle you know i think i mean i i think that i think that these sorts of simulations and these preparedness exercises are like they're a really good idea and they're it's a really good thing that they happen um, because you do have to be prepared and the fact that it was so similar to what ended up happening and in reality uh just kind of goes to show you how predictable we are and how how good the people who set the thing up are perhaps um and, and you know, but it's like when I when I worked in a when I worked in a, a high rise in Boston, there was like drills for active shooters right. and shit. And I mean, and if there was an active shooter and it happened the exact same way two months later or two years later, I mean, I don't think that anybody would think that there was any sort of nefarious uh, cause behind it. But I think that I think that with with all eyes on, I mean, I, listen, the I don't know. Whenever you whenever you bring Russia into it, I'm kind of like, oh, all right, just gets yeah, a, me, all me right, too. getting a little me weird. Too. But, but, but you know, I think that I just, all of our systems are vulnerable. So to think that there could be a cyber attack on our financial networks, it didn't even take a cyber attack to almost take down our financial networks. Because like the, the fact of the matter is the well, I don't know if it's a fact, but the volume the volume of transactions with GameStop was reaching a point where and you know there's this is some analysis that some people on reddit so i don't know if it's true but the volume of transactions was putting Robinhood and their clearinghouse in such a position that if they didn't stop trading it would have crashed the entire financial system and frankly if that squeeze happened and and GameStop flew through the roof it also would have crashed our financial system because if you look at stock trends the days before and the day even like a few of the days after that GameStop shit went down all of these hedge funds that held a position shorting GameStop they have other positions. They have other stocks that they own. And there were massive sell-offs. And the day that GameStop flew through the roof, the rest of the market fucking crashed. It had its right. worst day in like four months. So and that's and that is that was capped also, right? So the the market is the market is vulnerable as fuck, dude. And and you know, our infrastructure is vulnerable as fuck. Like there's been like weird internet shit going on, like outages on the entire East Coast right around the time of the GameStop thing. Um, you're not the entire, but like parts of the East coast are reporting like Amazon web services, Google is out, uh, you know, all these, all these places that are usually not mm -hmm. down are down. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it's kind of fishy, but you know, I think, I think the fact that I think in reality, like 
if the if they want the great reset quote unquote they want the great reset to happen the great reset's going to happen and there really isn't anything that we could do about it and they if the quote unquote they uh want to we don't ever have to know who right. did it of course you not. know the the well, especially when the, everyone's peddling the markets it. yeah the, again the, you know the markets and the platforms they do not they they they're all they're all connected everybody's in everybody's pocket right. so until we have like a truly decentralized finance it's becoming like less decentralized. i mean it's becoming more and more and more decentralized it seems every day um, it has to that's like the appeal with bitcoin it's a decentralized it's no, a I'm decentralized things are becoming currency centralized again like things are yeah at a well, no, rapid I, rate and I mean, my paranoia isn't really through the roof these days or anything. I'm trying to look at it cautiously, but optimistically about everything. You know, I mean, I'm seeing a lot more dissent about this kind of stuff out there, too, from more, even more mainstream avenues. Not maybe not mainstream news outlets, but, you know, known people that you respect out there in, in society that are starting to comment on this reset thing in a non-robotic way like the friggin everybody else is but it's more like are you guys hearing about this what the shit is this you know like just that kind of attitude the the it, uh, going back to what we were saying on the first episode about um kind of th good things becoming co-opted by bad people and things like that uh th this reset is kind of inevitable it's not even because of these people or the quote-unquote they it's it's that you know bill hicks said it in the 80s it's like there's a reason why our our institutions are crumbling it's because they're slowly losing their relevance you think he said it a little bit more harshly but i mean if you look at the way things are progressing and if we take all the good things a lot of the stuff that you mentioned about the possible tech technological future that we could be embracing soon uh all the good positive things you know we could really be looking at a beautiful new world where our current institutions painfully slowly crumble because it's it, you're you're bombarding a new world into an old world you really are i mean for the few in the middle there it may be pretty tough you know thinking about like old fossil fuel jobs eventually it's uh, it's kind of an inevitability i mean i don't think it's smart to just cut it all off immediately but i mean it doesn't i would i would assume that it needs to slowly, gradually go away, regardless, to to pave the way for better technology, you know. But there's got to yeah. be a a nice, happy way to do that. And and I think that the, this great reset, supposedly, you know, it, it can happen and it needs to happen, and that's why it's been co-opted. It's so obvious that it, that something needs to give, that you know, it gives room for you know dishonest, malicious people, selfish people to act on it in their own interest just like it's that they've always done yeah but i mean if you also if you think about it as, as it concerns technology and the advancement um you know and i also i think the great i think I, I think i mentioned this last time but i feel like reset is like a misnomer it's like is it an evil is it evolution is that a more well, yeah i mean actually i, don't know, I should but say take if you that think word about out of there because i don't agree with that word either yeah go ahead yeah it's it's odd but i i think that I think they, they it's, it's more than likely used purposefully yes. because there the idea is that everything will be done different um which is an inevitability in and of itself like of course things are going to be different everything changes as we as we move along technology is crazy but also like 
I think a case could be made for some of the best technologies and the biggest advances that have been ever made in a short period of time have been disruptive technologies that take a status quo and flip it on its head. When you talk about things like mm -hmm. Uber and uh, like Uber is just the, like the first that comes to mind where it's like taxi cabs operated the same way forever. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, it doesn't. And obviously they have kinks to well, work out. You're also talking about, um, but... you know, if I may be a bit broad, you're talking about the difference between the creation of an artist and the creation from the establishment. And you're always going to see the difference between an amazing, incredible idea that is a breakthrough versus co-opted copycat shit that inevitably doesn't really break through to anything, perpetuates something that they've gotten a hold of. The breakthroughs always come from yeah. the, the individual. And so when you talk about Uber, yeah. that and came they always from get the one mind, I'm assuming, or a couple minds getting yeah. together and creating yeah, Uber. You know? Yeah. A lot of those a lot of those organizations though are, are like that, right? There's like one or two people who have an idea like so like Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook was disruptive. And you know, they're like unicorns. They're every Facebook once in a while. Was it really disruptive? Around, I'm sorry to cut in, but was Facebook really disruptive? I mean, I mean I think I think that Facebook I don't think as a social media platform it was because we had Friendster and MySpace before that, but I think that the way that they're collecting and using data is somewhat oh, oh, disruptive. Sure. Disruptive to us, yes. <laughs> I thought I thought you meant to no, the establishment. I, I mean, uh, no, I mean, I mean, in in the industry of collecting and using people's information, the way that Facebook does it is pretty unlike a lot of, or, or pretty unlike anything that comes yes. before it. Because, you know, if you're on Facebook, they're mining everything you say, you do, you like, that your your any action you take, anybody you talk to, they're mining it all, and they have this profile of you that they sell to the mm -hmm. highest bidder, and like that's how they right. make money, and like that's pretty. That's a pretty different way to go about advertising. Right. And when you think about George Orwell and uh, actually more importantly, Aldous Huxley gave a great speech about this, how absolutely consent needs to be a part of control in the future. You cannot do old school dictatorships anymore. So in a way, when you look at what you're talking about, it is coercion and persuasion, mind control. It really is when you think about it, the way that they get these. It's across really interesting. Us. Yeah. And, and the idea of consent is super interesting in that context, too, because, you know, Apple, you know, Apple likes to pose itself as like the good guy. Right. But in the in this in, in the scenario I'm about to discuss, but they, like they're the new the new uh, operating iOS operating system is changing the way privacy controls work um, and you can block apps from tracking what you do outside the app and like i'm not i'm not super sure of the specifics but i do know that facebook is really worried about it because you have to on facebook you have to you'll have i believe that the privacy settings are set up so that you'll have to opt in specifically mm -hmm. or maybe broadly but you'll you have to opt in to all of the tracking yeah, that they go do into like deep deep settings um, to like turn any part of it off and you can no, you have to turn. No, you have to go in, in in the upcoming iOS. You have to go in to turn it on, which which Facebook is freaking out about because it's going to hurt their oh. revenue because everybody who has an iOS device is automatically going to be opted out from all of this tracking that Facebook takes advantage of. It's their bread and butter. But it speaks to your to your point, the, the Huxley quote with consent, because if you want to if you want, you can go in and you can grant Facebook consent to do this tracking and there is a there you know there's so for for my work i have to de i deal with consent laws quite a bit 
um, as far as digital communications go. And like Europe has really strict ones. Canada has really strict ones. And there's a, there's this concept of implied mm-hmm. consent and explicit consent. And like, if I'm using your app, I'm logging in, I'm giving you my information. It's implied that I understand that you're good. You know, you have a privacy policy. You have to check a box. You, 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 I'm kind of describing this poorly, but the idea of implied consent is like versus explicit consent. And when you have explicit consent from someone, when they actually do say, yes, you have my permission to do this thing, this, 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 and this, you actually have a lot more leeway with what you can do with their information and their data. And at this point, Facebook, you know, they, their lawyers might say they have explicit consent because they have a 47,000 page terms of service and all of that. But when you have to go into your phone settings to allow for additional explicit consent, it kind of, I think a very, very strong case could be made for that being explicit consent in legal terms. And it could really open them up to doing, I mean, I don't know what more they could do with our data, but them or any other app that you have to go in and turn on, it kind of like, it opens the door for them to do, like God, God knows. knows is, is the most important thing to take away because it seems like we're always just riding the coattails of the information that slowly drips out so we don't know what they will do i mean until someone tells us what they are doing (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it always works that way unfortunately it's kind of crazy nobody seems to really well yeah i mean that's like it's kind of hypocritical as well (laughs) yeah i mean which is kind of like a weird thing for me to even say out loud because i don't even know how much i give a shit I think you've actually you know, seemed like, to give more of a shit since I've been screaming at you over the past month about it. You've probably been forced to just... Yeah, but I'm not stopping. No, 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 of course not. Neither am I. I mean, what? the only thing we can do is communicate. I don't know if I brought this up to you last time, but, you know, I'm always faced with, oh, okay, so what's the solution then? What's the better way? And I'm like, I'm not an economist. I'm not a this. I'm not, you know, I don't have the damn answers. Yeah. I said it to uh, to my friend the other day. You you don't have to be a geologist to see the volcano erupting and tell people about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I, I, I like to, you know, there, we're often, whenever faced with something that, like, I really don't feel like I can do anything about, I just, I always say, like, you know, I don't. It's not practical. It's happening, but I don't have, I don't have to like it. I don't have to but like it. But just as you were saying before, you, you, you can accept it. And, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, well, or the, not right episode, like i don't i barely go on the on first Facebook episode you were saying you that. can accept it as in like it's not going right. to destroy your life it's not going to destroy your every day every moment mm-hmm. because when it does then it's got you and then if there is a they they have gotten exactly what they want <laughs> you know what i mean we give yeah, them so yeah. much attention yeah no for sure i wonder you know and we were talking about you know uh intuition and intention and stuff like that the last time you know how much in- intention do they throw at us and we eat it right up and and allow it to become um extremely important to us and this just goes back to what do you um, mean well i'm not saying uh when it's confirmed like things that are absolutely like nefarious but when we're constantly looking for things to worry about that becomes a real problem and if there is some sort of control group then they are aware of how paranoid just a few little true things have made us already and it's just it spins from there where people go off on crazy crazy tangents from the stuff that we're talking about all the way out to to lizard people and there's no just there's no education for people to kind of stay where they should 
You know what I mean? And at some point, they have a whole population of paranoid people that just want safety and security, and they just want to be left alone from all the possible craziness that they don't know what to believe. You know what I mean? So they just go with go yeah. with what they're comfortable and familiar with. I don't know where I was going with that. I just kind of ranted. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's interesting to think to think of society lulled lulled really um, with like a blanket of like, no, I know it's it's a crazy world out there, but we'll keep you safe, nothing to worry about, as long as you don't turn around and look at all the weird shit that we're doing. Right. But it really, it really, um, it really makes me wonder. And I, and you know, you and I have talked about this a ton of times over the years, but it, my mind always goes to like, to what end? Like this idea of of control and us being you know this this sh- the sheltered masses of you know d- paying no attention and not looking behind What's the, the curtain and yeah and, and like you know people bit. with the covid the the covid conspiracies with the the vaccines or this and that like what to what end like it's not always no, money no it's not the people who are getting money the people who are getting money and power like they've got it and like it's clearly established that once you hit a certain threshold, you can do whatever the so fuck I would, you want. So it's got to be more I would say that, that, and I totally agree, it has to be more than that. I would say that there are two very strict rules about, or not rules, ways to look at this, uh, at least from what I've discerned so far. And one of the ways to look at it is, yes, it is that simple. It's greed, it's power, it's wealth. And the reason why it's that simple is because look at what you actually get with that. You get absolute freedom the freedom that they pretend to sell to everybody else so so if we were all living like these billionaires you know the ones that are active in the social world or not you have total autonomy to 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 live a beautiful amazing incredible life whether you're helping the environment or helping others or being completely selfish one way or the other because think about it when you're helping the environment it makes you feel good how why'd you do it because it made you feel good. Everything's selfish. But anyway, you know, it, it would be us mm-hmm. doing that kind of thing. And we would love it too. We would absolutely love it. We may not be like, you know, sacrificing animals and, you know, doing creepy shit, but like they're living in a paradise. So clearly that would be a pretty legitimate goal to have. If you could live in paradise and uh, I don't know, maybe it tastes so sweet they can just look the other way and pretend that they're not evil or, you know, most people are not aware of the the shit that they're involved in anyway. Um, they're just perpetuating the I think that's the only way a grand conspiracy works is if it's just the system itself that works so well. Maybe someone a long time ago knew about it. I, you know what I mean? I'm kind of jumping all over mm-hmm. the place here, but what? what are... No, I know. I think it, I think it makes sense. I just, I can't help but think like, like once you get to that paradise or utopia, it's like, I just, I feel, I can't like, so this is coming from somebody who obviously doesn't know what that is like. Right. So, so I can, everything that I say can only be taken with a grain of salt, but like, I feel like it's probably a lot easier to attain than like, I don't think you need to be a billionaire to live this autonomous life where you get to just have complete and utter freedom. But there are no doubt people who get there and it's not of enough. Course. But like, like you said, it's always selfish. So it's for them. So what does like what let's like the ego? Whether if, it's saving starving children a, or buying a Porsche, it caresses right. the ego. Right. But if but I'm my, I think my point is like if we have if we have a society that is lulled into this in, like and pacified, what as like a form of control, right? So if we are if we are like blanket statement, if we are being yeah, controlled. If it's like, like, I don't, I mean, 
by who Whatever. is kind of not really part of my point, but like why? Right. Okay. That's what I was getting because to on the second. If point. it's because it has to be, it has to be for a selfish so, okay. reason. Yeah, a selfish reason for sure. And if it isn't just this materialistic paradise, which you're right, that especially these people that you know that the conspiracy theory community, for many good reasons, has suspected for a very long time that these elites are into some really dark spiritual shit too they are not just operating on thinking about material goods and money and cars and buildings and companies and, and profits and stuff like that no they must be thinking more than that and that's where i think that the other view comes in that I'm, I'm describing whereas one sure you can justify the simplicity of wanting a, a materialistic paradise but the other on the other hand these people are not they're that's not what they're all about they're big on telling us that all that stuff is woo-woo, but they're fucking wicked into it. Aleister Crowley was, like, part of the Royal Society, and he was one of many. Jack Parsons, who started JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, he was best friends with L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard stole his wife at some point, but those two were doing dark crazy satanic rituals out in the desert to bring upon Babylon and all that. So all these powerful people are not just connected to a very materialistic worldview. The one that they sell all the millionaires of the world, you know, uh, JP Morgan once said, uh, millionaires don't do astrology. Billionaires do. Sure. Maybe he was just talking out of his ass for no fucking reason, or maybe he wasn't. You know, so like, so what I'm saying is maybe you're right. Some selfish hidden reason. I always say that the conspiracy theory community has a good portion of like little plot lines figured out and stamped down. And there's some good supporting. Yeah, sometimes anecdotal, but sometimes more than anecdotal. If you look deep enough evidence for little plot lines, but the grand plot line always gets fucked up because of this point, because we don't have the whole picture. It must be some selfish hidden reason that we don't know. And maybe it is some twisted spiritual belief. I don't know, but I, but you know, you got to yeah, think I about mean, Constantine in the fourth century, fucking with the most holy of holy books that this government and many other governments and the, 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 the Catholic church, which has so much power, they all sell to us as the main faith. I'm not trying to take away from God or Jesus. I swear I'm not, cause I'm not even agnostic, but you know, the established version of these things are clearly fucked with. I'm going off on a tangent about how, you know, the conspiracy theory community has a subgroup in it that, that really loves to question everything except for the most popular book on the planet, which is a real problem, but that's off the topic, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... I, and, it's and a that's, lot to be that's... unpacked, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's, it's all right. I, it's, I, I just, I have a hard time, I have a hard time with, so you're, so the, either the idea of it's all selfish or... We are, they seek control of the masses because they're into some weird dark arts, mystical shit that we don't really know about. Uh, but I still don't, I still don't see how having the population under control. I can answer that. Like, achieves <laughs> that. But, but, but that's just, go ahead, go if ahead, I may, sorry. like, I think, like, if you can, like, that's a, that's complicated. Sure. Right. And that takes a lot of coordination and a lot of cooperation. And we're talking about we're talking about some of the biggest egos in the in the universe. And like I 
I just, I, I have a really hard time having that much faith in people. Like people are inept. Again, dude. again, the, but like, uh, like I said, most participants would not have to know what the true goal is, and 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 most, because think about it, the old, um, I don't know if you. They would all have their own but true But that's the goal, thing, all those true not? goals. Uh, so this system seems to be, now I'm not saying I have the answer, but I'm, I'm just describing what it looks like. What it looks like is that, yeah, you can have your own goals all you want, and that's how secure this big goal is. I don't think it has to be run very, very specifically. If it ever did, I don't what know. I don't goal? know, but, it, but uh, one of the pieces of, uh, one of its characteristics is totalitarianism. And I think I also believe that totalitarianism uh, shows its true colors in little bits of other forms of government. You know, I, I don't think that you can have a or you always have a purely communist or, or democratic this or that. I think totalitarianism is a, is a philosophy that can that can seep in to things. I don't even think it's it's a, a human made thing. It's it's like a. A, a, a creepy virus that that creeps throughout the universe or something because totalitarianism well, eats us, itself man. totalitarianism is everybody, a black hole and it's it is but also it's countries. what everybody wants but it is every it, well, it's think what about, we want let, like, people want to be told what to do use the russian doll and the scale invariance of the universe it's it's everything that we want why is that i mean why is it that every galaxy circles around a massive black hole it's like we're all headed towards that consumed state. I'm yeah, going way yeah, off we, the reservation. We just, we, no, it's all right, dude. It's just, but it's, it's like we do. We all do. I mean, people want guidelines and rules and structure. Fair enough. And you, you can just, you can just carry that up the ladder until you have a single entity who runs every single aspect of, you know, of of a nation or a government. But you know that it goes off the talk about going off the rails. It's like. People who get put in that position are almost always inherently fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. Why is so, that? Why are we so everybody, that? So, because our egos are fucked, and we're we're proud we're proud animals. Right. You know, I just I just the, the I just I have a really really hard time with the, this this like this this idea of this grand scheme and this big goal and this how how the popul how population the you know control of the masses plays into it it just doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make any sense whatsoever in like how first of all what have they okay so like let's let's just say like this has been let's say this has been going on forever right throughout all of yeah. history what has this more than likely a handful of people at the very tippity top uh, you know, obviously they cycle in and out. We don't live forever, but what have they done? And if we don't know, if we don't know and we can't say what they have done, and if, first off, if we can't say that they've ever achieved their aim in the last 2,000 years or whatever, then like they're fucking failing and I don't need to pay any attention to them because they ain't very good at the shit they're trying to do. But if they have succeeded, what is it that they have mm -hmm. done that really affects anybody okay, negatively? So on a mic... I mean, I mean, I guess you could say Christianity was part yeah. of that. It's like, you know, the Bible was like rewritten and there's been a lot of deep impact, but there's also been a lot of positive. So it might be, it might be a wash with positive and negative so, in that regard. Um, on a, like, okay. So something I learned about Elon Musk recently, it was a really simple principle, but it's really cool 
that the way his mind works, kind of like the way he delves into things and figures things out is, is uh, the philosophy of first principles, where he tries to break everything down to its original form and build it back up on its own rather than looking at something and comparing it to what he already knows. Um, so if we t turn the clock back and the population starts decreasing, the complexity of society and culture starts decreasing, and you know things start rolling back to much more simple time, I would suggest that and again, I want to emphasize that I don't think a lot of people know what's going on. And I think if any of the families that are perpetuating this actually know what's going on in this day and age, that, that might be just from things handed down in writing, perhaps. But I do think there are a, a, a royal group of, of, uh, of families that, I mean, you can trace them all the way back, all the way back to the Merovingian kings, which leads back into the Mesopotamian area. And this is where how, these, this is where these, um, these, uh, cultural and societal, um, behaviors, we, at least it's where we first see them. As you said on the first episode, we can only take what, we, what we've found and what we've uncovered about these ancient cultures. But from what we've uncovered about the most ancient, we can compare to uh, less ancient cultures that we have much more information about. That these are the, the paradigms that they lived in. And there was a paradigm always of the rebellious trying to over overcome this oppressive force uh you know whether we go with your your martian theory maybe there's some evil fucks on mars along with some good guys and shit the evil guys are going there and they're convincing all these all these martians to go there we got to go there too and and try to prevail I, I don't know i don't know how it how it all fits necessarily but it, it doesn't seem like for like a long time ago it would be that difficult to set something up perhaps but I don't know, I think your alien theory kind of fits in a little bit because it does kind of seem like an older kid fucking with a younger kid. Like, it doesn't seem like humans on our level are putting this together the way that it is together. If it is a conspiracy, the evidence is such that it does not seem entirely human. Because if you want to get away from the financial, government, uh, even current conspiracy theories and look at just very strange strings of synchronicities like all the weird shit in astrology i mean i looked at it a long time ago and thought it was mumbo jumbo and then i've, I've given it a deeper look and a lot of extremely educated people are like no 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 this is the most ancient form of belief and there's a good reason for it i mean i i learned recently the 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 term maybe it's just a fucking coincidence and that's the creepy part. Uh, the term pride goeth before the fall. Well, fucking Leo is the sign for August and fall is autumn. Leo is a lion. The lion is made up of a pride, you know? And it's like these mm -hmm. silly little, oh, that's so cute. These little wordplay coincidences are, are a part of this bigger story where this ancient world for some weird, silly little coincidence reason, and there's a million different examples, reflect the modern world in ways it shouldn't. You know, it, it says little secrets that connect one part of language to another that doesn't make any sense. Syntax seems to be some sort of coded thing. So what I'm saying is, what I'm getting to here is, maybe realms that we can't even get into on one episode or here in this episode. But I personally, from a 
grander perspective than just a materialist view. I'm looking at this as, I think it's the collective human ego that's running this conspiracy theory, this, this conspiracy. I don't think, I think it's this buildup of negative energy that is in humanity over time. I mean, I can't really pinpoint it for a good definition, but I look at the ego and I look at Gnosticism and the idea that uh, the demiurge is, you know, the devil figure in, in that religion. It, uh, it owns this world. And just like in the Bible, the devil, this is his world. You know, that's what Christians always say. This is the devil's world. And, and it's connected to that as in this world, this physical materialistic world is supposedly in the spiritual text run by this demiurge that wants to rule everything and control everything. And it's interesting to think that's the same characteristic of the ego. When I've had my psychedelic experiences and it really made me put my life into perspective, you know, usually the negative ones teach you the most. Uh, it was like a conspiracy theory against myself that I was running. And like, that's kind of what they describe as the ego death in, uh, you know, meditation and psychedelics. This ego death that the mind experiences is letting go of this false sense of control. And it just, to me, microcosm, macrocosm, as above, so below, scale and variance. It just looks like we do have this unseen force that is a part of ourselves that we that's why for so long there's never been anyone to really blame yeah i think it's interesting <sighs> because we like at the end of the day people are a certain way and like that's really what you're talking about it's like we're 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 self-perpetuating we at our base level we are we have these characteristics and you know they you you often hear that things are cyclical you know, like, like one, two, three, four in a circle, and then the circle repeats yeah. itself. But it's almost as if it's a Damn spiral right. that repeats itself, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, which you know, I think, and I think that I think that that's that's fascinating. And you know, I don't like to use the word conspiracy, but it, if 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 there is any design, yeah, maybe that's the better or word. or whatever. It seems as though. I have a hard time believing that it is perpetuated or intentional or being directed by any one or group yeah. of people because people just cannot affect change that much regardless of how much money or power mm -hmm. they have. They just don't have the power to do it unless they concoct a way to like do a great reset. That's why I'm starting to actually things Sorry, uh, I just before I forget, that's kind of why I'm starting to think of this as more of a uh grander than materialist because it really it's starting to seem like my, my friend has a theory that maybe all the quote-unquote evil people of the cabal and all that if there was groups of people running things uh his theory was maybe they're doing this and they're not they're actually not evil but they're causing so much pain and suffering to force the spiritual awakening to force the lifting of consciousness to force humanity to gain that greater perception, that greater consciousness level. And that is, I mean, when you yeah. think about it, in every religious doctrine, when it comes to the process of enlightenment, it comes from fasting, suffering, deep meditation, long sitting still. Like, it's literally all about, uh, what's the word? Uh, suffering, basically. And, you know. It's, yeah. But literally also one dude gets there. Like it's, 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 they, it's, it's an, no, it's, 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 
a feels like an unattainable sort of thing. Like, like we, I do not believe that we as a society are like-minded enough, whether you look at the, the city you live in, the state you live in, the country you live in, or the continent, the world, like we're, we are not like-minded enough. We all have these base urges that are similar, but they're also selfish. And we're, and you know, we're just, we're just not like-minded enough to reach a point of enlightenment or utopia. It's just not, unless you eliminate all of the people well, who that, disagree. What I'm saying is countries which, rebel, they've been right? Trying, countries is, uprise, you know, but we've never had a one world government to uprise against. Scale and variance, you got one enemy, right? If you take down, a, if, if Gaddafi can be eaten alive in the streets by a certain many hundreds of people, why couldn't a one world government be eaten alive by billions of people? Yeah, but we'd have to establish a one world right, government. Right, fair enough. First. Well, it's coming. <laughs> it's just not going to be called a though? government. I don't think. I think. I think that's another angle to why those uh, tech companies are are possibly being given land, or, or if they have enough land, they'll be able to create their own governments, which is eerily similar to similar to the company town method, which fucked everybody with the oil yeah. companies, if you remember yeah. correctly. But that's this just, is just two point Yeah, but that's just. But um. That thing is so necessary, though. It's so necessary. Like, when you think of Nevada, uh, it, there's nothing out there. Like you drive for hours and hours, and there's nothing. Like the, the, where we live, it's kind of it's unfathomable to think that there is parts that there is land that does not belong to a town, you know. But it's just like it's rural region, rural parcel forty-two. Like they just exist out there, and you know. I feel if, like we're if, about to live on a computer Nevada, chip. Are you saying we should just get if, rid of all that? <laughs> No, no, I'm saying like if it's I'm saying that 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 article where Nevada passed rules saying that a corporation can establish their own government, it makes sense to me. And it seems almost a necessity if you're out in the middle of nowhere or not. And you have, you know, let's let's say you have a small town with a board of selectmen with all of this land. And then Amazon decides they want to put a distribution center there and they draw in all of these people and they all these jobs and they, you know, they are the economy. They are the town. But they need to be – they need to – if they have to go to this small board of selectmen, these three people that are elected by the by the 44 people who actually live in that square area, that's rife for corruption and shit. And it makes sense to me that if you're out – if you are truly out in the middle of nowhere and you want to make – I mean, when they say their own government, it's really, it's not like they're going to make murder no, legal. God, it's no. not like they're going to make shit, but it, but it, they are going to be able to make their own decisions as far as infrastructure goes. The thing goes. is, is what we're all, well, not maybe not all, I should not say all, but what some of us are really worried about is these tech companies becoming our control and power structures because we, they've are, they already well, no are, shit, but like, they so that's what are. I'm saying is that is. Well, I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but I can say with what you're just saying, like, yes, they are. It's it's happened already, and now it's so out in the open. It's it, But it used to be clandestine. It used to be denied. It used to be bad news. It used to not be good press. And now it's just a fact of the matter, and now it's being talked about all the time. It's okay now, suddenly. Now, if that doesn't suggest manipulation, slow brain con brain manipulation over time, I mean... Why were they so afraid for so long? Just the same thing with the Great Reset. For so long, every me every news outlet was calling it a conspiracy theory. You can literally look yeah. up screenshots yeah. of that. And what happened from then to... So at one point, they were afraid of what the people might think, and then they weren't. So... Yeah, but I think... I, I got a problem, I mean, I kinda, sell a solution. I, 
I kind of I kind of got to call bullshit on that a Please little do. bit though because like these tech these tech companies didn't exist. Like they're a new they're Would you a like new to thing. hear you, about like, how the talk, CIA was created by about, I mean how Google and Facebook were created by the CIA? <laughs> no, you don't I, I, I don't, but I do know No. So sure the tech companies didn't exist. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean Google is Google is Google and but if we want to talk about the government and we're going to say now that if, if we're going to make the leap that tech companies are just another arm yep. of the government that's kind of a whole different conversation. <laughs> sure. But the fact of the, the 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 fact of the matter is the government isn't the best at doing things that the government wants done obviously. So the government gives funding to all sorts of industries and all sorts of companies and the government pays a lot, you know, the government doesn't have its own construction crew. The government doesn't have its own data collection. You know, the government has whatever has the government is inept. So they hire organizations that are not inept and they give them the technology that the government funded and says, and they say, you know, you figure out, you figure out how to use this in a better way, but you owe us one. And the tech companies or whatever company is like, you know what? We yeah, do. We're talking about, and a, you know, time we're goes talking by. about an evolution of that because it's no longer, I mean, the construction company in that scenario is not able to enforce laws and, and create school systems. So that's, but that's, but that's what I'm driving at. That's, that's exactly what I'm driving at. It, it's like the, the company, the, the federal government creates the laws at the end of the day and there's lobbyists that have way too much sway and whatever whatever but these a lot of these tech companies are in the pocket of the government they are just there they have a symbiotic relationship out of mm -hmm. necessity whether or not they or anybody wants to admit it so it doesn't really behoove the government to allow uh you know dude at the end of the at the end of the day the way that the, the way that government even works is like it's a hierarchy and the federal government is always at the top and no government beneath it can make a law that disagrees with the federal government. Correct. It's just the way it's the way the constitution is written. So if you want, I mean, I don't know. And, and, and also it's like putting a label of government on it is one thing, but if you own a ranch of that's the size of Rhode Island in Montana, like that show Yellowstone, which I recommend. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard. Cowboys. My father recommended Kevin it Costner, as well. It's wonderful. But like he, he you could, I mean, is 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 John Dalton whatever is Kevin Costner not making the laws and running things as if he is his own government? He just doesn't have he just doesn't have the title. So it's all kind of meaningless so, and it's 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 all it's all so like a whatever and like I can totally 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 get behind the idea of a slippery slope because uh, I I see that but I just I don't I have a very hard time seeing a lot of the stuff progressing to the place that people are afraid of at any sort of at any sort of pace but i mean it has to happen slowly if it's going to happen that's the thing these all. people move but, very you know, slowly I, back to, they do they really purpose yeah but i mean but back to my original point like these tech companies like this is new tech and the way that it is that and okay maybe the tech itself is not new but the way that it is consumed yes. is new and the set like the idea of a smartphone like when i was in college there were no smartphones and yeah, that wasn't so long ago. We're talking less than 20 years ago. So they've only really been plugged into us for the last 20 yeah. years. And that's pretty, the, the pace that they've gone is pretty fucking oh, yeah. rapid. And I think that it's because we've, every step of the way, we're giving them a blank check and we're opening the doors mm. wide open. And we're just saying like, yeah, all right. Like how many people are, are super stoked to sign up for a trial of the exactly. Neuralink and they want to be the first in line to see what that's like. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to be first in line, but I well, would, 
again, love to see and what that's, that's like. Uh, you know, I really love hearing the positive stories about this possible future too, because you know these these billionaires in the World Economic Forum are not the only billionaires out there. I mean, I have a hard time believing the conspiracy theorists that talk about Elon Musk as if he's some giant enemy. When I I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I can't put it past it because you know anyone with that kind of money and influence are able to to you know deceive the public and kind of pretend that they're the you know the underdog nerd that just got rich you know bill gates did it for a while yeah but it just it just it takes so much coordination and there's this idea of these like these rich and ultra powerful families through the ages what to deny about that you know there is evidence what is there to deny about that it is it is such a rarity that ultra rich and powerful people don't have children that are complete fuck-ups like they it is so it is so we see them in power all the time the children don't where uh it's it's such a rarity it's so it's when we were in such an outlier that was an inept son that was a local drunk of the community who became president because his dad was that's one that's one. And he didn't even run the country. Dick well, Cheney no ran the fucking country. I mean, that country. leads into other bad stories. But, I mean, sure, you can only give that example off the top. I mean, I am not, like I said, my, I can't. I can't regurgitate information in the best way. But, you know, there are millions No, I know, but I think my point is, like, these, I, I just, you know, you hear about the Rothschilds and Carnegie and, like, all these families. And, like, through the generations, they always squander away their influence and their money. The royal family of England is, is a really great example where that didn't happen. But well, it's same starting. Same with the Rockefellers. It, same it, with the Rothschilds. Yeah. Same with They the, always fuck it the, up. Uh, you know, there's a number of these families that are still extreme. Like, the reason why we only, the reason why we still know them, you know, the, these families go so far back and in some cases they do remain royalty all the way back i mean i could i will give you information because you love reading and you love learning about history so i will present this to you because i want to i want you to at least be able to see the information and be able to come to me maybe and say hey listen i see why you thought this i see why you might have bought into you know i should you know what i mean you know what I should consider is the fact that it might skip generations also. Like, it's it's entirely possible that a super powerful guy who's super rich, he has kids that are complete and utter yes. fuck-ups, but maybe they get somebody pregnant from another wealthy family, and then it skips dad's generation and goes right, to the grandchild. Think about and, if we, you know, if that's we can put together, possible, if, if, a, if, a, if a fourth grader and her mother can put together Barack Obama's family tree and stumble upon the fact that all but one American president is related then I think people in the past in these rich families can put their family trees together and go, hmm, well, that one seems to be prominent in his, in, you know, my cousin, my second cousin over there, maybe I should kind of uh, put some stock into him and, and, you know. Have you ever done your genealogy? I haven't, but Kate is deep, deep into it. My parents are, and I'm, I'm very curious for health reasons. Yeah, She's it's learned interesting. a lot about her, her genealogy and in like, you know, health patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I was working at a, as a temp at a at a at a at a place, and like they, I worked there for a really long time. Uh, I was I was a temp for a year before they hired me, but there was there was months on end where they wouldn't give me anything to do, and I just sat there and making myself look busy. So I took the time to do my my genealogy, and like you can, it, it just, it's ever it, it becomes abundantly clear that like you are. To hear that all American president, all but one American president, is related at some path along the way, it's like kind of like yeah, no I know. Shit. people say because that. it's exponential, and like it's like I have like 
I, it's, I, I'm related to George Washington. Oh, cool. Like Bigfoot, but big fucking deal. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter because. <laughs> but when it does, because, when like, it does, go, when they do give a shit, and it becomes obvious when you look at this, you get the Da Vinci. I, you know what? Yes, you kind, you kind of fucking do. <laughs> I mean, listen. There's a re reason why Dan Brown, Dan Brown is is given like high level thirty third degree Mason access to the shit that he writes about. I mean, that's, he's not, he's not. All the Freemason secrets are No public. shit. And, and that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's all secrets, so they don't look at any of the books that claim that they're talking about the truth. They don't look at any of these people that used to be Freemasons and come out and talk about what these rituals mean and what they're, what the traditions are that they're handing down because they go, oh, well, that's just good. No, it's all secret. That's just that guy's perspective. No, no, no. Yeah. But the truth it of just, it is it, that it, just it, the it actual order of the words said in the rituals are what's actually still secret. What all the Freemasons stand for, and it's kind of out there. <laughs> Yeah, but it also it it also it all, like the Freemason shit or whatever like it, all of it leads me back to the age old question of so what, like like if if you look at the the like architecture in Washington D.C. with the you know like yeah. that whole whatever you know like it's it's like and to, and what like it's it's crazy it's crazy like, like the pyramids are aligned in a certain way and people people are just like yeah the pyramids are aligned in a certain way but it's like dude that was five thousand fucking okay, years ago i gotta interject here okay and i i so first of all i want to say that for a lot of different things i go to you and i want your opinion on things because i i figure if i'm gonna look into bitcoin Who's my closest friend that knows what the fuck he's talking about and probably has some good advice on it? Now, I'm not saying you don't, you love history, but I am saying that the questions you're asking are not open-ended questions. I'm just not the person with, the, with all the answers. But these questions, there's a reason why people have doctorates and are saying these same things. There's a reason why people way smarter than us are pondering these things and are taking them seriously. No, I'm not saying they shouldn't be taken seriously. This genealogy I, I, thing with know, the presidents, like this isn't just a bunch of conspiracy theorists talking about it. That made the news. No, but that's the thing. This is the <laughs> yeah, but this is this is I think this is this is my point. You know, like you can who, you wait, can wait, take, wait, here's my point can, real quick about what you were saying is is the who gives a shit. The answer to the who gives a shit is people that know more than us and can connect these things on the important level that does give it that good meaning that that important meaning right uh, if you understand right. what i'm but then, saying so, so so that's yeah like you're no, only, I do, you know I we, we only I mean, have the information that 100 people in the room have if there's 100 people in the room you know what i mean right my 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 point is this though we we whoever it may be has a set of facts and you can get to the point where you have established that these are facts and anything it, it also the next logical step after these are facts is what right, does like it all mean look at it like a detective and very if a very very often like it doesn't like you can have a doctorate you can have a bachelor's degree you can have what you can have nothing at all it doesn't really matter at the end of the day the what does it all mean is really an analysis and an opinion it could be a more educated opinion it could be more a more well-founded opinion uh and it often is not but you know not by people like myself but 
it is at the end of the day, it's an interpretation and it's an, an analysis of the data. We, when I was when I was in college, uh, it, it, I had a degree in history, and all of the upper level classes are like, this is the information. Now analyze it. Like this is what we have. What's your analysis? And that's really all it is. It's taking these facts and it's interpreting mm -hmm. them. And if you, it's almost, it's almost. It's all, it almost works against you because like the, the, the more information you have, the more you can make a set of facts look the way that you want it to. And, I, and I'll use this as an example as like Oak Island. The, I love the show Curse of Oak Island with the buried treasure and all that shit. Is there a treasure? I don't fucking know. But the more they're getting more and more and more information and experts, and they're tying it to the Knights Templar, and they find a cross that looks like a carving on the wall of a Knights Templar prison in France, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? But just the nature of things is like, especially as it concerns history, it's like it's very much like a pyramid, and we're at the very top. And it just cascades down. And there you can include, you can, you could jump all over back and forth across that triangle mm -hmm. and end up at the top in modern day. And all of it is a fact. Like this is a thing, like this cross that we found in Canada looks exactly like this carving in France. But it's like how connected it, it it's a matter of opinion and interpretation if it's if it's coincidence or not and if you decide and this is the case with almost anything is like if you decide it's a coincidence and dismiss it it's a coincidence and you can dismiss it if mm -hmm. you're a scholar if you decide that it's connected you can you it's connected right. Right. all of a sudden because it's a because scholar. they of course they they look exactly the same like how could they not? I mean, be and also, what and, uh, question for you? Why, why would you venture to to uh, bank on not being connected rather than connected? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, but, okay so you're just leaving I'm the door saying, open I'm, one way or the other, and and you feel that people need yeah, to do I'm that saying, more I mean, often. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not so naive as to think that I know one way or the other, right? That's like, why I don't like I'm, your who gives a shit I'm, answer because I think people do give a shit who know more than us. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, but and, and I could see that. And, and if maybe, a connection, if, if, if facts reveal is... themselves to to scholars that know more than us, and it reveals the shape of something, and the, that something looks nefarious, then I mean, who gives a shit is a bad question to ask at that point. At that point, yeah, and, and you're and you're right, and I. Who gives a shit? Isn't a very. It's a really bad way to characterize. No, it's my just you were, you were it. characterizing. It wasn't it's, you. No, it, it wasn't is, you. You were characterizing the majority of the world. That's all. You you were doing. No, job. no, yeah, but but even still, that's not the angle that I'm <laughs> trying to not. take. Like, because that that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't that does not. I don't really think. I mean, I think people don't have the attention, so it is kind of like who gives a shit. But I think a better question is what's the significance, and you know, it might you know there are very very smart people with a lot of education that might be able to tell me the significance. But it's up to every single individual person to decide if the significance that's being like it is significant because of this. And then I take that in and I decide for me, is that significant right. for me? And I think a lot of people are just like, well, no, no, it's not. And that's where it's kind of like, so right, what? Okay. And then it's easy to it's easy to dismiss because, you know, it's, it at the I mean, it's really, really difficult. And these this is why these things are age old questions and they'll never get solved and why there's war in the Middle East and why we'll never reach any resolution for almost anything, because everybody can see facts. This person did that. That person did this. This is happening. That happened. That happened. That happened. But when you put it all together, 
the analysis and the significance that you take from it is largely a matter of opinion and you can have two two like if you take if you take middle east for example you can have two middle east scholars who know the history of the politics and the tribal lands of the middle east uh that going back thousands and thousands of years and they can analyze everything that they know even if you give them all of the same source material you can an- they can analyze it completely differently and draw completely different conclusions as to what the next You're right, step a might thousand be. percent uh, maybe we can round this out um what you were saying you know uh when i internalize it is this significant to me and i think it's a good thing to think about because what i am hearing more more often than not from at least the uh the, you know the people i respect in the the community of discovery and truth seeking and all that uh is that it really does come down to the old uh you know eastern mystic way the the buddhist idea of you know if you want to change the world you gotta you gotta go within you know change yourself change yourself to change the world and whatever that really means i think you only really understand what that means once you're on the other side of it um and i think now more than ever you know maybe even to lend a little spiritual woo-woo credence to the idea that you know there's some sort of you know, egoic uh, spiritual force that's trying to force an awakening on us or something, you know, uh, maybe that's why we're all locked down. Maybe that's why the world seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller because the, the nature itself is like, dude, they're just not doing it. All this symbolism ain't doing it. Push them inside. They got to go within, man. I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, that, that, that resonates. I mean, I, I think, I think that, 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 I hear that, and that makes a lot of sense. I think I think throughout time, you know, if we, even if we look at just like w- without saying anything about times past, like things are reaching a crescendo, and I think that you would be like not many people are going to tell you that things are not we're not not many people are going to tell you we're not reaching right. a crescendo, and it's anybody's guess as to what happens next, <laughs> but. I, I just, it's also hard being the middle on the crest of the wave saying that this yeah, is coming, it's, now it's, it's coming. Exactly. No, 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 now it's coming. We don't know because we've been yeah, saying there's a crescendo it, coming. The first time I ever heard that was Terrence McKenna in 81. You know what I mean? We've been saying it for the singularity's coming or the, the crescendo of everything breaking. It's getting to a breaking point, you know? How long? Do we even the know the we scale? Never even, <laughs> no, we don't. And we never even know when the crescendo's right, exactly. there. It like, happened the, so slowly. The crescendo could have been... It could have been the invention of the internet. It could have been the shift that happened on the summer, the winter solstice just now, with all the planets being aligned. It's slowly happening. But it also, it's just like, for every crescendo, there's another crescendo. And it is just the nature of, it is just the nature of things. You know, when, when, uh, I think I find, so I find it really fascinating the idea of like presidential power and the idea of the unitary executive where you know the when George Washington became president um the president was like a was the idea is that the president is not the the executive branch you know there's the executive the legislative and the judicial branch of government and the executive branch is not the most powerful the legislative is more powerful the judicial branch is less powerful the, the executive branch is not the most powerful but as years go by and as presidents uh take office they become more yeah. and more power and they rest more and more power and they can do more and they can do more and they can do more and it's inevitable it doesn't matter who the president mm-hmm. was they all do more and more and more and become more and more and more powerful and like that's that's kind of you know I think that I think that that's exactly you know it's 
it's a it's exactly what's happening with tech companies and they just take more and more and more and we we seem to as people just give more and more and more and give and give and give willingly just like we i i mean it's kind of a a, a more grand we but uh allow the government to become more powerful whether we want to or not you know they, they it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what political party it doesn't matter anything they are all expanding right. their powers and the more the more things um, that they provide us with that we love and feel like we can't live without the more validation we give their power and i yeah. mean i don't know uh, we we didn't touch back on the uh, too much of the ancient crazy alien stuff but i would like to round it out by just just mentioning that it you know it seems like you and i do come from very different perspectives on some of this stuff but at the same time at the root of it we I, I would say that we both agree on a grand scale if you include the phenomenon of ufos and and aliens and stuff like that i believe that we both come from a place of there's more going on than we know and there probably are individuals out there that know a little bit more and aren't telling us perhaps but no, not necessarily mean that they're running everything. What if we looked at it like the yeah, perspective think... that the people that may have a little bit more knowledge about what's really going on may also be victims of it as well? Not in maybe like a violent sense, in the sense that they're not in control of it either, but it's a bigger thing that they're just aware of. That it's just, this is how all systems turn out, or this is what happens when this many people are involved with a culture, or maybe it's an inevitability, like a mathematical inevitability or something like that within structures of humanity or something. None of us are born with hate or bigotry. We always love to cite that, but we also like to cite trust the individual, not the group. Group mind, you know, group think is bad. The individual is intelligent. So it's like... Maybe it is just a process that happens when too many of us are, maybe too many pers too many personal realities are bombarding one another, and it, it you know yeah yeah because and, if and, anything we could agree on the crazy and, science that's coming out about the many worlds theories and the power of consciousness on reality and stuff like that. I mean, we are our own little realities and we're all colliding with one another. That's not a non-violent act in nature. No, and it's really, really interesting when you consider the fact that like 50 years ago, we all had our own little realities, but we were all, they were all siloed yeah. in our own, in our family units or in our neighborhoods. As we could yell to each other's house, to, that's about it. Now I, get, now I get to see the reality of some fucking idiot who just like has like the craziest shit yeah. going on, but that's the his reality. Our like the, it's a, it's a very, very good illustration of, of them yeah. colliding. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You and I, I mean, and. You know, I think that's why it's a, it's a major reason why you and I have such productive conversation, at least personally productive conversations, because, you know, like it, it's a really good illustration of my point with a pyramid. We're like we're it's like we're both at the we're both at the top of this pyramid and we both recognize all of the bricks that are in mm -hmm. the pyramid, but we don't we don't necessarily always agree uh, which ones we want to use as hand and footholds to reach <laughs> the top of the pyramid. I love that metaphor. That's a great way to put but it. They're, but they're all... They're always there, though, and we both reckon, like I see yours and you see yeah. mine, and we're both gonna we're both gonna get there. I think but, that's really important. Uh, you know, I think it's important to have different perspectives with someone that you trust enough to be wrong around, because it's a much different story yeah. when you're shouting into the world 
uh, even with acquaintances or, or, or family members that are touchy or something like that. I run into that where I can't get anywhere near this far with someone that may believe the same way that you do about these things, but again, they're not willing to entertain any ideas that they do, that they feel like they can't believe themselves. They can't look at it and run the exercise without feeling like they signed up for it for some reason. You know what I mean? They get very personally yeah. offended. Yeah. Where I can talk about lizard people with you, and you'll be like, "I'm listening." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, I mean, how do you? How if you think about it, like, if you're gonna learn anything, learning in and of itself is like, it's 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 implicit. It's implicit that you don't know the thing that you're exactly. learning. You have to accept that there are things that you don't right. know. Otherwise, you by definition aren't learning. And if you know you don't ever get to a point where you just know right. all the things and you could say like oh that's too crazy for me or no there's no way there's no way but really you don't you there's don't know an, uh, you don't uh, uh, an ultimate truth and maybe that's what we're all waiting maybe that's what this place is for you know contrast maybe 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 if there is something beyond this level of consciousness maybe it gets so much power from the lack of it here or something like that maybe you know i remember tripping balls one time on a lot of acid and just screaming proclaiming to the world in the real world there's only questions but over here there's all answers and i don't know what the fuck i meant really but it just felt like the opposite side of the coin <laughs> yeah but dude if you think about it like i think that there's something like really important there and it, it kind of plays into the idea of like technology, technological advancement and shit. Like if you look at like something like parlor and how like it, or, or a, a, any platform that has all like-minded people where it's an echo chamber and there's confirmation mm -hmm. bias and everybody feels the same way and they're united against the same thing and everybody believes the same thing and not saying parlor is that way. It was a name that I threw it's at out least there, what's but being peddled is to that, us about parlor is, is, is that not utopia where you're in a land where reality is reality and everybody agrees and we're all working together towards the same right. thing and this is truth and this is not and this is good and this is bad and everyone that i talk to no one's gonna no one's gonna there's not gonna be any conflict because we all accept that this is right. this and here we have technology giving us that and it's like it's a really appealing thing. Like Twitter is throwing these people off, and the masses are excited because oh, now we don't have Look to have the opportunity to put in the search box this person's name that we don't nearly need to see. But now they don't have a platform anymore. But it's like yeah, they do, dude. They just have a different platform. But I mean, is is technology not giving us the opportunity for that utopia where you know we have virtual reality where there's a place that we go and there are rules and there are terms of service. Service. And everyone that you talk to and you see there, we all have to abide. We all have to abide by this. And we can't talk about this and we can't talk about that. But we all agree we want to be here and we want to have a really great time. Huh. Like that it's is interesting. That is, is that not I don't utopia? Know. I don't know, man. I don't know. When I guess it depends on the things that you can't talk about and why you can't talk about them and if they hold legitimacy. Yeah, but if you're questioning. If you're questioning those things, it's not your. Okay, utopia. so now you touched on a great else's. point here, and we can kind of go more towards the the, you know, the Eastern religious. I don't like to call it religion. It's not really you know the spiritual identity of the East. You know, the Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism. All these ideas are are kind of what you're saying, 
Whereas like, uh, where was I going? She said something in there that really triggered. It's not your utopia. Well, it was right before that. Um, that you're not asking those questions. Yes. Because if you have to question something, it's it's there in utopia. There's nothing left. It's it's the pure thing, and that's it. And if there's a question, right. then it's not it's not done yet. The Inquisition is not over, and utopia can't be reached. You're right. Now, yeah. So and you the don't concern for this possible utopia, the, or the you know the the concern I have. The, I don't think we'll be able to get there with this idea of a majority being censored and agreeing not to listen to, because the, the majority is what could make a utopia. But if the majority is looked at like, ooh, they can't be trusted with this information, these fringe groups, they're going to think it no matter what, but we can't have them. We can't. Yeah, we have dude. to. They're not choosing for themselves to question to, to not question it. We are removing it from their from their desire to question. We're belittling theories, but, making uh, real things into something else. So they look silly. Yeah. But, dude, you're like that. That And that that is true. But the people who are turned off by that, who have these beliefs, like the people who are on the other side of that coin, all going off to us to a place, a platform where they are with like-minded people and they all agree that the people who are doing to the, this to us are bad. Like if we, if we go forward on the idea that that is a utopia, that is their oh. utopia. It's like multiple utopias. All right. You know, okay. Okay. I see. What you're, I see. What you're exactly. Saying. Like this is, so this is theirs. Tribalism. And so like, and we can just exact, well, isn't it? Uh, maybe isn't we it never, our, well, we never inevitable? left. I don't think it's just being chaotic. Yeah. Right but now, isn't it, and, uh, isn't it inevitable? Like we, we, our groups, are, we must be right. in groups and we want we want everybody you know yeah just using broadly the utopia like this is their utopia they get to have that these other people over here eventually they're going to get their own utopia and then there's in that those are the extremes and then there's going to be people in the middle who everybody wants their own utopia whether we you know we want free speech or whatever like the people who are like free speech free access you get your own mm -hmm. utopia but it isn't you know, you're all you're going to go off into your third group, and your people who your cancel culture people, you're going to go off into well, your they'll own just eat group. Each other alive where you've and canceled. They won't exist anymore. <laughs> well, perhaps, but they've you know, there's nobody left to be canceled, so you're all the uncancelable, and you're in your so own. So this utopia. goes back to to the. So I do have a problem with this still. This because this goes back to the idea of of manipulation by the media and and shit let's go back to children's programming and things like that i mean they got they get us at a young age and yeah maybe there is no official they maybe it's just us accidentally doing horrible things on a subconscious level that we're not aware of to our society regardless who's behind it there is a conscious thing going on where you know like we are programmed into certain paradigms so when you say oh well this person doesn't want to ask those questions you also have to wonder what shaped that personality to make them less inquisitive because we all we can all accept yeah. from george or orwell or way before him or afterwards the motif is there in society to be reflected on that they want us dumbed down our, our educational system is garbage whether it's one grand conspiracy or a thousand little ones maybe it's all their own utopias running these conspiracies but 
You know, it's all happening. Our educational system is garbage. I mean, I read a book after high school called Lies My Teacher Taught Me. It was one of the best books I ever... It was the most information I ever read about Vietnam in a chapter called Forgetting About Vietnam Altogether. Because I didn't, you know, yeah, I mean, but I it's, think... that's a small microcosm of what I'm saying. But, you know, th this is, it's pretty right. obvious to, to me anyway. I think you're... I think that you're being a little bit dismissive of the people make their who, own decisions I, I, and stuff. Like, I know that's, that's the common yeah, thing. When, you when, know, when, don't would I say like they're not asking these questions? It's like they're asking different maybe. questions. They're asking maybe other they're saying, questions, and they've all found <laughs> and they've all found the answers. Well, in this example that I'm thinking of, it's like we have our set of questions that we hold sure. near and dear, and we we all agree on the answer to those questions, and we agree on those truths. And that is our utopia. So to say that they're not asking questions, it's like, no, they've they've asked them, they've found the answers, and they agree that this is the way reality okay. is. So this is Even their, their utopia. Answer is, and there's it, there's nothing to that story. I, I didn't see anything. It might okay, be, I right. got you. I got you. But they all agree. I still have a problem with that being the majority. If it was a minority, it, I'm not I saying it, it is. is. It isn't well, the majority. I think I don't. The I don't. Majority I don't think it could is being. Be at least attempted to be turned into that group that you're describing that's the it's not some yeah, minority think, being turned think... into that group that wants to look the other way about everything i mean my god the things that are I don't getting think, taken off it's... twitter that really are just factual articles is fucking scary man but i think i think that you i think that you are the uh and maybe i'm not describing what i'm picturing maybe. properly but i think I think you're thinking a little bit grander than I'm speaking. I tend to accidentally. And do I that. think that I think that we we like to be in groups and I don't think that there is a majority that all agrees on okay. anything. At the very least there are 3 groups and none none of those 3 are the majority. Like even if you want to just look at it as extreme here, extreme one way, extreme another way and then right, the middle. Okay. Like none of them are the majority. In, in my you're eyes anyway, right. but I don't think right. that there are, I don't think there are, I think there's more like five groups where there's like extreme, a little bit less extreme, middle, extreme, more a little extreme, bit right. yeah. more you extreme. You might be right. I, I'm not, I, maybe I'm circling around what I'm trying to get at. I, uh, what I'm trying to get at is uh, in your, in your metaphor here uh, or your your diagram that you've created, I would say that it kind of feels like those in control are trying to merge those groups into one and have group mind think B, we don't look at that. We don't that, talk badly about that. That would be that. really stupid well, I'm, I'm, Yeah, I hope it is. I We're hope it is. And that's what the main, uh, at least the positive message, even out of the conspiracy theory community, is that they always overplay their hand. Whoever they is, like I said, maybe it is a million little conspiracies that on accident add up to a big one. But they all overplay their hands. They all get too confident with things. And you're right. I hope it's they'd be fucking stupid to try to do that, correct? In trying to merge all these yeah. groups into a we don't critically think anymore. Cuz I'm sorry, I don't yeah. think that's a judgmental thing to say about someone that calls themselves a critical thinker but refuses to look at certain pieces of information because they think it's beneath them. That's not you. I call you a critical thinker because just like I said before when I was kind of trying to round this out about how we can talk about anything even if you think it's completely absurd and you will answer it with logic and reason the best you can, even if it's lizard people.
because and i think yep. that's the sign of true intelligence and critical thinking not this it's beneath me i'm going to lump it in with these nine other things that i haven't looked into that i also think are beneath me it's creating quite a big theory over here that i'm not looking at but i'm not going to look at any of it it's all beneath me and that seems to happen and more and more <laughs> and it seems to be that at, at the base of all humanity we are inquisitive and if we are shown something with virgin eyes, we will look at it and go, huh, well, what's that all about? But I think it's coercion that takes that away from the human being. I don't think all of us are, you know, some of us are just born, then we don't, we're not really that curious about aliens. I have a good friend, a very best friend who literally says that to me and you disagree, I know you did. I think you made that point last time, like how could you not be interested? How could this not impact your life? This amazing topic, right? I don't believe that was put in his head naturally. I think over time, conditioning to this rotten, godless, meaningless world that is just a cycle, 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 grow up and we die and we're told that we're not special. And for the majority, it's the grind. Life is the grind. And, you know, I'm talking to my good friend about this and he's not in a good way really he's he's struggling with work and being a parent and this and that and he, he's just struggling with all his hats and that's the type of person that's going to say what does that impact my life at all and that's not because it's the pure uh inquisitive human inside of him that's what society has done to that person's inquisitive side. That, at least that's my take on it. I think all of us are very similar at our core, and it's how society impacts us over time in our childhood that creates our individuality, which is a blessing and a curse. It is. It is exactly that, and I think I think that that's that's a good way yes. to round it out because we are we do have these like very base instincts and this this ego that always drives everybody to a certain certain end state and i think that there are there are powers uh however you want to characterize of tech companies advertisers whatever the government whatever Condones, that maybe? um that yeah and then like drives us towards drives us towards these these things uh whether we know it or not and it it is and it is specifically because of that that unity is almost impossible yeah i guess i could agree with that i mean i again we go back to maybe to change the world change yourself go within you know yeah I mean, you can't you can't uh you can't change the world until you've cleaned your room damn right you know i i my wife has been meditating like crazy and she's loving it and she's she's you know she's gaining out of it and here i am i'm, I'm always talking about it but i don't meditate like and i i really want to i want to get into it because i i constantly think about okay gotta go in and that seems to be the message. Oh, that seems to be the message, but I'm not doing it myself. And so on that note, maybe I should go do that. <laughs> yeah, meditation's great, dude. All right, man. Well, hey, it's been great. And uh, thank you all for listening and checking out our part two here. And uh, we're going to have Eric back. We got to have Eric back, right? Eric, you want to come back, I'd right? i to come back. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Deep Share. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Wow, this is great.
Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's a terrier. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.